The Parable of the Good Samaritan is one of the most famous short stories the world has ever known. Certainly one of the most famous parables Jesus ever delivered. Yet so often when we talk about this parable, we reduce it to some kind of simplistic moral lesson about doing good to others, and that's it. Though there's a component of the parable that relays that idea, it misses the point entirely. See, this parable was preceded by a question that Jesus received from a certain lawyer. Luke tells us in Luke 11 and verse 25 that this lawyer wanted to put Jesus to the test by asking him, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, well, what does the law say and how do you read it? The man gave a great answer in verse 27, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, that's it. You've got it. You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But now the follow-up question in verse 29, but wishing to justify himself, he said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? You see, the Jewish people wanted to compartmentalize who they would treat as their neighbor into these small groups of people of other Jews. The Jews had a way of building walls around, their, around themselves and around their society. They thought to isolate themselves or insulate themselves from bad influences on the outside, but what resulted is they had a very us versus them, us versus everyone else mentality. So when it came to obeying this ancient command from the law to love your neighbor as yourself, they interpreted that my neighbor must only be my fellow Jewish people. That is, those who look like me, those who live like me, those who talk like me. Jesus proves how folly this way of thinking was. And to do so, as he often did, he used a parable. He described a certain man who was traveling and was accosted by highwaymen, by thieves. They beat him and left him for dead on the side of the road, maybe like this road that I have here behind me. And as this man was bleeding out in the ditch, a priest walked by. Now, in the Jewish way of thinking, this is going to be the first, most likely candidate of someone who would stop and help this desperate man. But Jesus says he keeps on walking. A Levite comes next. Now, Levites were those who were responsible for working and maintaining the temple. But he keeps on going also. In fact, he crosses the other side of the road to avoid the man altogether. The third man is the key. This is the man who would not be expected by the Jews to have done anything because he was a Samaritan. The Samaritans, who were the Jews' northern neighbors, were considered outcasts of Jewish society, even though they had similar uh, ideas about religion. They both followed the law of Moses. The Samaritans had abandoned the Jerusalem temple as the place where they would go for worship. So there was this great divide between the Jews and the Samaritans. No one would have expected, in the Jewish way of thinking, a Samaritan to act neighborly. But Jesus says that's exactly what he does. He helps the man, he bandages his wounds, he takes him to an inn, he provides all the money the innkeeper will need to continue to help him to eventually get him back on his feet. And Jesus concludes in verse 36 with this pointed question. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man 
who fell in the robber's hands. And the lawyer had no choice but to answer the one who showed mercy toward him. Jesus said, that's right, go and do likewise. We cannot become like the Jews of old. We cannot build barriers, build walls to separate ourselves from people who look differently from us, who have different skin color than we have, who speak a different language, who hail from a different part of the world. We cannot claim to be followers of Jesus if we limit who we will call our neighbors. Go and do likewise.